ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا وسيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون يا ايها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحده وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والارham ان الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم اعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما اما بعد فان اصدق الحديث كتاب الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الامور محدثاتها وكل محدثه بدعه وكل بدعه ضلاله وكل ضلاله في النار فيا عباد الله the scholars have mentioned various attributes that a believer should implement in order to achieve success in this world and in the afterlife and from amongst those affairs that the scholars have mentioned are three important matters to begin with the first of those is that when a servant is blessed with something that he thanks Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for those blessings idha u'tiya shakara that when a person is given something blessed with something then let him be grateful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for that blessing he has been given and the manner of being grateful is that you use that blessing in that which pleases Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and that you do not use it in haram and that you show your gratitude to Allah and thank Allah for it and recognize that it is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala upon you similarly the second part إِذَا بِتُلِيَّ صَبَرًا When a servant is tested or tried, then he remains patient. For indeed all of us, we face tests and trials from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in our lives. Different types of tests, different types of trials, and that is the nature of this world allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has informed us alladhi khalaqal mawta wal hayata liyabluwakum 
Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created this death and life to test you which of you are the best in your actions. Ayyukum ahsanu amala. And similarly the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam told us, Inna ashadda al-nasi bitila'ana l-anbiya, thumma al-amthal fal-amthal. That the most tested of the people are the prophets. Then those who are most like them and those who are most like them. So it is upon us to be patient when we face tests and trials. And all of us we face them. Allah told us in the Quran, Those are the days that we alternate between the people. Days of happiness and days of difficulty. The third point, إِذَا أَذْنَبَ إِسْتَغْفَرَ That when a servant commits a sin, falls into some error, some wrong, something impermissible, if that occurs, then the servant of Allah who is sincere returns back to Allah, repents and seeks forgiveness. And no doubt all of us, we fall into error from time to time. كُلُّ بَنِي آدَمْ خَطَّى All of the sons of Adam, they make error. But the best of those who fall into error are the ones who repent. And Allah told us, كُلُّكُمْ تُخْطِئُونَ بِاللَّيْلِ وَالنَّهَارِ وَأَنَا أَغْفِرُ الذُّنُوبَ جَمِيعًا That all of you, you fall into error day and night. But I am the one who forgives. So seek forgiveness from me and I will forgive you. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, يُحِبُّ التَّوَّابِينَ Allah loves those who repent, those who seek forgiveness from their errors and their shortcomings. So if a believer implements those three affairs, إِذَا أُعْطِيَّ شَكَرَ وَإِذَا بِتُلِيَّ صَبَرَ and إِذَا أَذْنَبَ اسْتَغْفَرَ that when a person is given blessings, he is grateful to Allah, and when he is tested and tried with difficulty, he is patient, and when he sins, he returns back to Allah and seeks forgiveness. If you do that, فَإِنَّ هَؤُلَاءِ الثَّلَاثِ عُنْوَانُ السَّعَادَةِ Then those three affairs, they are what encompass happiness for an individual. The sa'adah, the happiness and the goodness in this world and in the afterlife. Then it is also important to understand that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has obligated upon us certain affairs in this world. اعلم أرشدك الله لطاعته أن الحنيفية ملة إبراهيم أن تعبد الله وحده مخلصا له الدين كما قال تعالى وما خلقت الجن والإنس إلا ليعبدون It needs to be known that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala 
has commanded us to be upon Al-Hanifiyyah. And the meaning of Al-Hanifiyyah is to be upon the methodology of Ibrahim and the prophets and messengers who came and their methodology of Al-Hanifiyyah is Tawheed. That's what it means when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned in the Qur'an وَمَا أُمِرُوا إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُوا اللَّهَ مُخْلِسِينَ لَهُ الدِّينَ that they were not commanded except to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sincerely for him. Hunafa, meaning upon tawheed, muhidun, worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone. And that is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned to us in the Quran, وَمَا خَلَقْتُ الْجِنَّ وَالْإِنسَ إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُونَ that I did not create the jinn or the humans except for them to worship me. Allah created us for this reason, the reason of worshipping Him alone upon Tawheed, upon monotheism, singling Him out alone. فَإِذَا عَرَفْتَ أَنَّ اللَّهَ خَلَقَكَ لِعِبَادَتِهِ So if you understand now, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created you to worship Him, فَعَلَمْ أَنَّ الْعِبَادَةِ لَا تُسَمَّ عِبَادَةِ إِلَّا مَعَ التَّوْحِيدِ Then know that worship is not deemed or termed or considered or called worship unless it is established upon tawheed upon the worship of Allah alone, كَمَا أَنَّ الصَّلَاةَ لَا تُسَمَّى صَلَاةً إِلَّا مَعَ الطَّهَارَةِ Just like the prayer, when you pray, your prayer will not count and it will not be considered correct unless you do it established upon wudu. Unless you pray upon wudu, otherwise your prayer will not be correct. You must have wudu for your prayer to be valid. And in the same way, you must have tawheed for your worship to be valid. If a person is going and doing tawaf around the graves, or prostrating to the graves, or making dua to the dead people to help them, and then they go and do worship, their worship is not being established upon Tawheed. Tawheed means that you call upon Allah alone. You worship Allah alone. You make dua to Allah alone. So for your ibadah to be accepted and to be valid, it must be based upon monotheism. Tawheed, singling it out to Allah alone. Just like your prayer for it to be valid, you must be upon wudu. فَإِذَا دَخَلَ الشِّرْكُ فِي الْعِبَادَةِ فَسَدَتْ كَالْحَدَثِ إِذَا دَخَلَ فِي الطَّهَارَةِ So if shirk comes into your worship, it corrupts your worship and invalidates it. Just like if your wudu breaks, then your prayer becomes invalid. If your wudu breaks, then your prayer becomes invalid. 
And the same way, if your tawheed has deficiency in it with shirk, then your worship will not be accepted. That's why the scholars they mentioned, when you look at the five pillars of Islam, the highest of them all at the beginning is the shahadatain. All of the other arkan are built upon the shahadatain. La ilaha illallah Muhammad rasulullah Because if a person does not accept and state and implement the shahadatain, then even if he prays it will not be accepted. If he rejects la ilaha illallah, then even if he prays it won't count. Even if he gives zakat it won't count. Even if he fasts it won't count. Even if he does hajj it won't count. If he rejects la ilaha illallah, because all of those other pillars of Islam, all of those other great worships, the ibadah, are built upon tawheed, built upon la ilaha illallah, ay la ma'abuda bihaqqin illallah, that there is no deity worthy of worship in truth, except Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, That's why Allah sent all of the prophets and messengers with that same risalah. وَلَقَدْ بَعَثْنَا فِي كُلِّ أُمَّةٍ رَسُولًا أَنْ يَعْبُدُوا اللَّهَ وَاشْتَنِبُوا الطَّاهُوتِ Allah said we sent to all of the nations a messenger preaching to them the same thing. أَنْ يَعْبُدُوا اللَّهَ Worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala upon tawheed وَاشْتَنِبُوا الطَّاهُوتِ and stay away from all of the false deities. Stay away from all of the shirk. All of the things that the people they fall into. Going to the graves and prostrating to them. And tawaf around them. And so sacrificing and slaughtering for them. Seeking intercession from them. Avoid all of that. And the messengers they used to say. The prophets used to say to their people. Ya qawmi Allah. مَا لَكُمْ مِنْ إِلَهٍ غَيْرُهُ O people, worship Allah alone. You do not have any other deity to worship besides Him. So here, it must be known that if your ibadah, your worship has any shirk come into it, then it will be invalid. Just like your prayer, if the wudu breaks, it becomes invalid. فَإِذَا عَرَفْتَ أَنَّ الشِّرْكَ إِذَا خَالَطَ الْعِبَادَةَ أَفْسَدَهَا وَأَحْبَطَ الْعَمَلَ وَصَارَ صَاحِبُهُ مِنَ الْخَالِدِينَ فِي النَّارِ If a person falls into shirk, commits shirk, and dies upon shirk, then he will be in the hellfire forever. إِنَّ اللَّهَ لَا يَغْفِرُ أَنْ يُشْرَكَ بِهِ وَيَغْفِرُ مَا دُونَ ذَلِكَ لِمَنْ يَشَاءُ Allah does not forgive that you commit shirk with him, but he forgives all else to whom he wills. A person who commits major shirk, a shirk al-akbar, and dies upon that, then in the afterlife he is from the losers, from the mushrikun, who will remain in the hellfire forever. So if you understand all of those points, arafta. أَنَّ أَهَمَّ مَا عَلَيْكَ مَعْرِفَةُ ذَلِكَ 
So if you now realize how important this is, how important Tawheed is, and how dangerous shirk is, because if shirk comes into your actions, then all of your worship is destroyed and unaccepted, then you must realize that the most important thing for every believer to study and to learn is what is Tawheed and what is shirk so that you can stay upon Tawheed and you can stay away from shirk and not allow any of that to enter into your worship so that your ibadah, your worship remains valid and acceptable and is not destroyed by any shirk coming into it. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen Wa salatu wa salamu ala ashrafil anbiya'i wal mursaleen Nabiyyina Muhammadin wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'een Faya ibadallah It is therefore extremely important that we all understand what Tawheed is What the meaning of la ilaha illallah actually is And what shirk is So that we can make sure we avoid falling into it And there are many different types of shirk, many different types of actions people do that constitutes shirk. It is from the actions of shirk. And maybe many people don't even realize shirk is that you do any type of worship for other than Allah. You put your dependence and your trust and your reliance in other than Allah, it is a type of shirk. Because your dependence and your reliance and your trust should only be in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So you see, for example, from the many examples, that people wear different types of talismans, what they call in some of the languages the taweez, and in other languages other things, the tamima, the tamaim, They put them on their wrists like a piece of string or a necklace around their necks or around their children or they put them on their cars or in other countries on their camels and cows. They put these different strings and necklaces believing that by wearing these strings and necklaces and rings and bands it will protect you from the evil eye. And it will protect you from magic occurring to you. And it will protect you from any other evil happening to you. This is a type of shirk. And the reason is because you are now putting your trust, your reliance, your dependence into these strings and necklaces. When you're actually supposed to be placing your trust in Allah. Making dua to Allah that Allah protects you from the evil eye, protects you from magic, protects you from harm. By making your duas every day, 
making your dua in the mornings, in the evenings, after the prayers, doing the duas every day, putting your trust in Allah. That is how you're supposed to do it. But the people, they start wearing these lucky charms and bracelets and rings and necklaces, believing these things are going to protect us from evil. And that is haram and impermissible. And it is a type of shirk. The Prophet ﷺ never used to wear any of these things. In fact, he used to tell his companions, if you find any camels where the owners have put these strings on them to protect them, go and cut these strings off. In the hadith, the messenger told Ali ibn Abi Talib, radiyallahu anhu, go and cut all of these strings off. And there are other narrations where the companions, they saw people wearing these strings and they would tell them to rip these strings and these necklaces and these other things off because these things do not give you protection. It is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that you put your trust in even if some people say that we are wearing only Qur'an. It is only Qur'an in this in this taweez as they call it, this necklace. Even that, the correct opinion is it is impermissible. Even that, because the Salaf, they mentioned Ibrahim and Nakhai, كانوا يكرهون التمائم كلها من القرآن وغير القرآن. يكرهون يعني يحرمون. That they used to declare, the Salaf, the companions, they used to declare all of these types impermissible, even if it's the Qur'an in there. Because when you put this Qur'an on children, they walk into the toilet and they're still wearing it. They go and play football and roll around in the fields and the mud and they're wearing it. All of these things, it's degradation, disgrace for the Qur'an. And it's not permissible to do it in that way. And the companions, not a single one of them ever used to wear even the Qur'an. Rather, teach your children to read the Qur'an, to recite it, to understand it, to memorize the du'as, to put their trust in Allah, to pray five times a day. These are the things that give a believer strong iman and protection. Not wearing a piece of string here or there, or a necklace or a ring. So be very careful with the affair of tawheed and the different aspects of shirk so that we do not fall into them. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to live, to make us live upon Tawheed and die upon Tawheed and that we may be entered into paradise in the afterlife.